0: Hello, hello. My name is Chaitima and this is TMR in your ears. Welcome to the last newsletter of 2022. I really wish that I had been more consistent throughout the year, but I'm not gonna lie, I've been fighting for my life since August. I'm going to get a little bit more into that um, very soon. But yeah, it's been a pretty eventful year. I finished undergrad, I started a full-time job, I got my finance licenses, and it's honestly crazy to think that I can literally trade stocks and give like other human beings financial advice like it's a little bit insane in this version of tmr in your ears i will be talking about the dystopian show that is fleabag i will be sharing some long-form content i've really been enjoying on youtube creators are doing like a whole fu to the short attention span TikTok economy and i'm really really living for it so like i was saying i've been away from my writing my newsletter and recording these letters to you for the past two months because honestly I was really going through it. As part of my job I have to take these difficult national licensing exams. You can only take them if a company sponsors you and you're also typically given a deadline to pass them and if you don't pass you get fired. And I don't know if you've been to the depressing place that is LinkedIn recently but employment, the employment rates are just not giving right now. It feels like every day I get on there it's someone talking about how Amazon or whatever fired them. Lots of international students are like really hustling and rushing to find jobs before their time runs out. So it's it's really sad. And people are also really talking about a recession and how budgets are being slashed. So it was just not the best time to look for a job. And the pressure was, you know, really on to pass these exams. The first exam was pretty easy. You know, if you've taken a few economics classes in college, it wasn't too bad for anyone who cares. It's called the SIE. And then from the next one, things started just the pressure, like the heat. It was, it was imagine me as like a fucking crab in a pot. Like the heat was just fucking on. Wow, the pressure is getting worse. It took me, that exam took me to hell and back. And my manager never failed to remind me what would happen if I didn't pass and it was like every single one-on-one we had he was like you know not to pressure you but and I was just like my god I get it so by October I had already taken this exam once before and when we joined the firm they gave us this like crash course period to try and pass all the exams within a really short time frame and I failed and um you know, as time kept passing, because my deadline was going to come up, I was getting more desperate and seriously, monumentally depressed. I was wondering if I was going to be rated poorly for not passing it. You know, they never do any of those weird things where they like paste who failed and who passed or whatever, but everyone kind of knows who has passed the exam. So I was like, more and more people kept passing. I was just like, you know, people thinking like I'm slow. I was trying to overperform in team trainings. I was trying to like You know participate more in our classes so that i would seem smart and just trying to like basically put on a performance and a show to other people to kind of prove myself honestly i wish i would say that as i was going through this entire mental debacle that my first you know immediate reaction was to persevere and to like you know keep studying and to you know think positive but honestly i just wanted to run away from the situation i really considered changing careers I mean, it's not like it's not like my it was my dream or my my childhood dream to work in finance necessarily. But as I was saying, the economy is literally in shits right now, like that wasn't even really a good option. When that wasn't working, I would literally fantasize um, trigger warning about getting into an accident. Like I would just think when I'm driving, what if I just got into an accident right now and I would be in the hospital and then I would never have to take these exams again. I thought about everything but nothing was gonna work and because you know obviously i don't really have the balls to do what i was thinking i basically realized slowly and painfully that there was just no way i was going to snake my way out of this exam and in the midst of that i also realized a bigger problem at hand which was that i just had no framework for dealing with failure. I'm sure that some of you might be able to relate to this, especially other women or girls. I only apply to jobs, for example, that I know I tick off at least 99% of the qualifications. And there have been numerous studies that show that men are not doing this. Men usually apply to jobs when they can tick off 60% of the qualifications. So I realized that I didn't know how to deal with failure because I just never put myself in a place or a position to fail. I only, you know, I reached for things that were within what I considered my realm of possibility. And I also realized that I wasn't so much upset at having to retake the exam as I was about other people's perception of me having to retake the exam. So flashback to October 20th, and this is what I was thinking real time as I was reckoning with the failure i didn't want to use this filter but i really look like trash and i just need to cut myself some slack so you're going to get this filter i really had a day like i didn't go to work i worked from home i didn't really have much on my calendar so i just like brushed up my resume i applied to i think seven places mostly like marketing jobs i also did work for bolden and
1: i there's this podcast i discovered like last week called how to fail and she basically like brings on like successful people to talk about moments that they failed and she made this video today where people were asking her to talk about live trust or whatever her name is list trust or whatever the new uk prime Minister that resigned and she's like oh i don't think she'd be a good guest because people i bring on are people who know how to fail and live the babe has not admitted that she has failed so i don't think she'd be a good guest and it got me thinking about how, yeah so it got me thinking about how i don't know how to feel because i don't feel that much like i'm not saying this in like a bragging way it's not that i'm just that brilliant so i just don't feel often I typically I'm very like self aware and I know what my abilities are. So I typically go for things I know are doable for me. I typically go for things I know I can succeed at. Like even like picking my major I, I i you know i always just did stuff i knew i could do no matter even if they were like it's be hard i just need something i can do so this is the first time that i was completely like thrust into something i was not prepared to do that's like getting this job that would require exams and i just realized i have a really bad relationship with failure i spent the whole of today feeling sorry for myself and feeling bad that i was feeling sorry for myself instead of just continuing on
0: when i didn't pass the exam the first time the exam no the third exam i was like oh my god like i'm totally done like i'm resigning and at the end of the day like Here I am, I still took the exam again, even after I said I wouldn't take it again the first time, and I'm probably still going to take it a third time. So it's like, it's a bit embarrassing to me that my first reaction is always like, I'm done, and I end up having to push through it anyway. And I wish I could be able to take a step back and not take failure so personally. Finally, I passed the second exam earlier this month, and I passed the last exam yesterday. And honestly, I've never wanted to say that every, you know, negative situation in life trying to teach you a lesson or that shit about diamonds going through pressure, whatever the fuck. It was difficult. It really was difficult. But I came out of the whole ordeal eventually licensed. I still got a job. We're still getting those checks. And I have content for you all. So a win is a win, right? A win is a win. A win win is a win. I don't care what y'all say. A win is a win. I'm also going to link some resources in the show notes that kind of helped me through the period. The podcast I was talking about, this YouTube video I watched where this PhD student failed her doctoral candidacy exam, and I literally felt like that was exactly me. And she kept on saying in the video, "I can't believe that I failed." I can't, and and that's like it was just so. It was like it was so apt. So I'm going to link that too. And also weirdly. Bandana, that song by Fireboy and Asaka, it was like, it was like my, my fucking theme song. Like every time I was driving home from work, really stressed out, I would just be singing the song and crying. It was just like, I don't know what it was. Lastly, my last tips for anyone who is dealing with something similar Visualizing how I would feel at a certain date in the future when whatever I was going through was over was also super helpful So for instance my deadline for my exams was December So I was thinking, you know, okay by New Year's I won't be feeling like this anymore or by my birthday or whatever I will I won't be feeling like this anymore and that was it was just helpful to keep that perspective that this was not gonna happen Like I wasn't gonna be in that phase forever. So that also really helped and please at God, I am not one of your strongest soldiers. Like I get the message, I get the message. Please, can we just have like all soft, pillow soft landing all through twenty twenty three? I'm begging. Okay, getting into flea bag. So if you're a fan of Bojack Horseman or Insecure. I really feel like you'll enjoy this show. Tay, my partner, really doesn't agree, but I think think fans of Bojack especially will really like this because both main characters are deeply unlikable people. They make awful, awful mistakes, but you still kinda wanna see them win. At least I wanna see both of these characters win. So the storyline of Fleabag is kind of your typical millennial woman struggling to get herself together kind of vibe, but it also has the most honest dark humor I've ever heard. Like for example, there's a scene where we get to meet the priest that's gonna marry Fleabag's dad. they actually, they also don't tell us her name, so I'm gonna refer to her as Fleabag. They, we get to meet the priest that is going to marry Fleabag's dad and her very passive aggressive stepmom, and she makes this joke about, pe- there's this joke that the scriptwriters add about pedophilia, which is not something to joke about, but you know, he's a priest, there's always controversy about priests, and you know, pe- the more that I say it, the more like, politically incorrect sounds but if you get dark humor you like it it also has the most honest portrayal of grief oh well i don't think i've ever experienced like super personal losses but it had a very relatable in my opinion um, portrayal of grief and just human error for most of the story fleabag is dealing with the loss of her best friend which she kind of feels responsible for i don't want to give away too many spoilers but you will get to see why she feels responsible for it She's also seemingly obsessed with sex, but I feel like it's just another medium through which she tries to run away from her life. Is that sort of cliche? Maybe, but it's honest, I think. There's also this subplot where her brother-in-law is inappropriate with her, and Fleabag's sister believes her husband over Fleabag. And it's even though it's like a super painful moment for her, like she cries and she's feeling like super depressed by the next season their relationship is back to its regular toxic yet loving cadence and I felt like that was just such an apt depiction of how we relate with our own family members like I have some of the most painful moments in my life with my parents but I still love them they're still my parents you know you know god forbid anything happened to them so I just felt like and I feel like people who have sisters also talk about how they have like the dirtiest fights and then the next day You're gonna throw hands you're gonna throw hands with someone for your sister you know so i i felt like i really liked that um in terms of rating i'll give this show an 8 out of 10 because i felt like they could have been a non-white character and i also there's also this scene where fleabag so fleabag is running the cafe that her best friend used to run and it's guinea pig themed and she tries to get a loan from the bank and she flashes her boobs at the loan officer because the bank had like a sexual assault story and she was, I don't even know what she was thinking. I think she just thought like, oh, this guy's here at sleazes, so if I flash my boobs, they'll give me the money. And the guy's just like, um, ma'am, this is a bank. And <laughs> he doesn't give her the loan. And then randomly they meet and then he goes to her cafe and then he gives her a second chance at getting the loan. And I'm just like, if this was a black woman who flashed her boobs at a white officer in a bank like a not police officer like a loan officer at a bank would she get a second chance at getting a loan for a guinea pig themed cafe that doesn't really have good traffic it just i don't know it's my opinion so whatever i give it an 8 out of 10 but i definitely think you should check it out i think it's very good um cinematography i love the editing i think it's a very good depiction of how people who are mentally ill are often mistaken for just being attention seekers or just being difficult people. And I feel like it's also a testament to how we always tell people to just open up, like reach out if you need help. And then we're not even able to recognize the signs and do the difficult work. Like we always want to put the burden of help, of of reaching out for help on the person that needs help because it kind of just saves our asses. Oh, just reach out when you need it instead of like being proactive and helping the people that need help. And I feel like her family could have done that her dad does attempt to do this by giving her like a fucking voucher to therapy but then he warns her not to open the not to open the envelope the vouchers in at the dinner because he doesn't want everyone else to know that he's giving her a voucher for therapy and I'm like I, I it was just kind of weird it was honestly weird and I, I think it was just a good portrayal of how we deal with people who are just not mentally all the way there so for i usually in the past two episodes i've talked about the recommendation section i've typically gone through it but i feel like it's kind of difficult for me to portray that through audio so i'm going to link everything i talk about in the recommendation section of the newsletter in the show notes so some clothing suggestions for you know if you're looking for more cold weather soft winter essentials i'm also going to be linking the best mini purse that i've in recent times. I have a Telfer and I have a Coach Tabby and I think I still prefer this purse to both of them. And I'm also talking about these Jeffrey Campbell heels I wore all day at my graduation, all day on a night out, and they still felt super, super comfy. That's also going to be linked in the show notes. And I'm also super into video essays right now. I just feel like the whole TikTok algorithm thing is trying to rot our brains and make us have super short attention spans. If it's not 10 seconds and less, I don't want it type vibe. And I feel like video essays are kind of combating that. Some of these creators are doing like two hour, four hour, eight hour long essays. Not that I watched anyone that was that long, but I watched this really interesting one called It's Tough Loving Lauren Hill. It was just kind of an essay about, or an analysis of her entire career, her flaws, her many, many Hotepi flaws. And I also watched this other one that just kind of takes us behind the scenes of Destiny's Child, the previous members, Beyonce's parents, why they fell out. It's just really interesting to me how youtube is really coming for some of these streaming platforms right now cable is basically obsolete and very soon i feel like people are going to really are are going to start to value individual creators more so than ever before that's going to be it for today thank you so much for tuning in i really trying to put an effort to releasing an audio version this time because i'm very fond of promising to deliver and failing. I hope you enjoyed this. Please share my newsletter or the audio with someone and grow the family and see you next time. Bye.